hello there. Today, uh, Mark is away. So, uh, and besides, we've had a lot of complaints that uh, people have trouble telling uh, Mark's voice from mine that we should have a female voice. So I've gone and recruited Kate, who's normally busy on the lumber side here, uh, and I'm going to talk to her about swine flu because she recently had some swine flu immunization shots. Didn't yes. you, Kate? Yes, I got the regular seasonal flu vaccine for the first time in my life, and at the same time I got the H1N1 vaccine, which is the one that is causing the controversy all over the world. Now, uh, there was quite a bit of controversy here because the Calgary Flames hockey team managed to get all their players and their family members vaccinated when there are all kinds of people who are waiting for the vaccine. So are you a professional athlete? Do you know someone? How did you manage to get jump ahead of the others and get this vaccine? Well, you see, that that really is the issue. When I went into the community center just across the road from our office earlier in the week, I really felt quite... Um, I, I was wondering whether, you know, people would be screaming and picketing, we want the vaccine, because they're rolling it out. They're they're vaccinating people here in BC on a sort of need-to-be-vaccinated basis. So the first group to be vaccinated would be those with, uh, they say, chronic conditions. For example, diabetes mm-hmm. or asthma. And I, I have asthma. Now, mm-hmm. I'm a very healthy person. I exercise. Um, you know, I... I am in good health, right? but I do have asthma. Mm-hmm. If I exercise in the cold, mm-hmm. if I exercise very hard, uh, suddenly um, it feels like there's an elephant sitting on my chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do have, I take a daily medication, a puffer, and I have so, an So this is not puffer. an asthma of convenience in order to get a vaccine? <laughs> no. I, I'm, and I'm, not acu- I'm not accusing, I'm just asking you. Well, I'm but taking this notes is, and you'll this be is reported. A, Exactly. This is a real issue. This certainly has come up that anyone could walk in and say, well, I have, you know, whatever, asthma, diabetes, kidney problems, whatever, and get the vaccine ahead of people who really do have problems. And and they don't ask you to verify it or prove it. Well, you see, this is, they do have nurses, apparently, either you can go to your doctor who presumably would know your medical history and know whether you're in the priority group, because I believe the, the, the first week, the priority group is those with these chronic conditions that would leave you vulnerable to the H1N1 vac- uh, disease. disease yeah. And it does apparently really affect the lungs and the, the chest. Right. So, okay, that's why asthma makes the list. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you go to the community centers, they have sort of addressed this concern of people jumping the queue. They do have a nurse there. So mm-hmm. the first person I had to speak to was the nurse. Mm-hmm. And everyone had to speak to the nurse. So uh, there were a lot of people with young children there because another priority group is immediate caregivers of young children. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the nurse asked me sort of, you know, why are you, what are you here for? And I said, mm-hmm. well, you know, um, I suppose the seasonal vaccine is probably a good idea, mm-hmm. and I have asthma, so I understand that's an underlying condition. Mm-hmm. That did uh, you tell her that you parked in the uh, handicapped <laughs> spot? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was I was pretty good to walk okay. across the street. All right, you know, I, I cycle. I, that's it. I'm in good health. Right, but when I go cycling in the fall, when the when the air is chilly. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to make sure to take my medication right. or I'm yeah. on the side of the road doubled over going <laughs> Right. But okay. you know, I know no, how to no, deal I'm with just it. So, yeah, well but she a, she yeah. did ask me yeah. and and I said, you know, I 
I don't know how to prove it. I said, I have my medication with me. Right. It has my name on it. Right. Um, and she said, basically, okay. I mean, I think I looked right. pretty straightforward to her. But no, that ha- can't be the reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well, Steve. Is. You know me you too slipped well. her a couple of <laughs> Well, but $5 that, cert- certainly no. there have been... I mean, you have to trust people too. I mean, for, well, for a society to operate, there has to be some level of trust, really. There, there has to be, but still, people are, seem to be so desperate and so right. angry about the availability or lack of abil- availability of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I can certainly see that. And there certainly have been stories in the news about, well, you know, someone could just borrow a puffer. Well, exactly. You know, my puffer has my name on it, my mm. doctor's name, everything. Right. And I, so I said to the nurse, I said, you know, I, I, do I need a doctor's note or what? And, and she sort of said, you know, no. I, I, but that's it. I, if she had said boo, I was prepared to leave. I'm not mm-hmm. going to fight for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, two weeks ago, I probably would not have mm-hmm. gotten the vaccine mm-hmm. with all the contradictory information mm-hmm. on the side effects, everything. But... Uh, I guess in the last week or so, uh, talking to my sister who has three small children, talking to friends, my husband saying, you know, we're going to be traveling at Christmas, we're going to be on planes, it will just be no fun. I really think mm-hmm. we should get vaccinated with, you know, anything we can. And right. the, it does sound like the H1N1 is can be nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. A couple of weeks ago, I thought, well, the flu is not that bad. You know, you're sort of down for three or four days. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens. Right. But um, then, yes, you hear the stories of of people who have been healthy, Mm -hmm. and then within three days they're in the hospital and in very bad condition and Mm -hmm. or dead. Yeah. So the H1N1 seems to strike Mm -hmm. very quickly. I read something in the paper this morning that it might have passed its peak, according to some expert. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? A, a friend was just diagnosed with it uh, yesterday, and he's at home with a, apparently such a splitting headache he can't even move without throwing up. His doctor wants to see him again. Uh, he's been sick for a week, and mm. it got worse after five days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and he has apparently severe chest pains. Mm-hmm. So that's that's not pretty. Not and he's nice. a very healthy guy in his mid-40s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it can hit anybody. I mean, it is amazing, this whole flu thing. I mean, I remember reading once that more people died from the so-called Spanish flu in 1918 than died in the First World War. So you had all these people massacred during the First World War, and then this Spanish flu hit, and millions of people died. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, we are pretty vulnerable. So... um, at any rate, so you're healthy. Where are you going? Uh, assuming you don't now that you won't get the flu, where are you going uh, over Christmas? Yeah, uh, I'm going to visit my sister with her three small children. Right. So, you and, know, oh, children being germ factories. Where do they live? They're in Ontario. Oh, I So see. it's about a five-hour plane ride from Vancouver. Oh, I thought you were going on yeah. a bicycling trip across Siberia. No, no, not so much biking in the winter. <laughs> We'd have to get our snow tires. Yeah, no. No, no just no. Christmas with the nieces. Oh, okay. And tell me, the uh, you know, there are all these sort of things, these events, these uh, that affect sort of all of, of, of the world, it seems. Like we have the swine flu issue. Uh, there's lots of controversy about the global warming issue. Mm-hmm. Then we have the, the present economic crisis. So it seems like we're beset by all these sort of events that are outside our control. So we live our little lives, we plan our little trips, we mm-hmm. meet with our friends, we eat our family, and we eat. And yet there's all these other storms out there, and 
And I think nowadays, with uh, with uh, not only you know mass mass media, but also the social networking and and all this stuff, everything seems to be you know more dramatic than maybe it was before. I don't know. Well, I I agree with you in that the information travels so quickly and become can become a big story mm-hmm. so quickly. So that, I mean, hundreds of years ago, uh, an epidemic of whatever in Europe, no one in Asia would ever know about it. No one exploring no. out where it takes a month and a half or six months to go across an ocean would ever know what's happening on the other side of the world. That's right. it. Your whole family could die in an epidemic and you'd never know it if you right. were an explorer. Right. But now, I mean, you'd have a, a Twitter or an email or a, or a well, that's right. text message within seconds. And, of course, we travel. And so we're in touch with, we're bringing, carrying all of these things. Uh, How did you find Europe then? Well, Carmen and I, we were in Portugal and Spain. I mean, we, they have, both Spain and Portugal have swine flu or H1N1. Uh, I, we just made a point of washing our hands a little more often than normal. Uh, we didn't get anything. We didn't really see uh, anyone that looked to be sneezing our way, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, it was okay. We didn't uh, didn't really have a. And you didn't see? How about the media? Because that's it here. They're talking about yeah, shortages. I mean, there of was a media I, because, as you know, I I am uh, learning Russian. So on the Russian news uh, program that I listen to, the Russians at early in the summer, their health minister had uh, issued an edict that kids who were planning to go to the UK to study English would not be allowed to go. Oh. Yeah that the UK, because at that time they figured the UK was the real center of swine flu. Oh. And I think someone mentioned that now Italy has also come up with some kind of a notice about not traveling to the UK. But we were in the UK mm-hmm. visiting with uh, my son and his family. I mean, we didn't feel threatened. They didn't feel threatened. Uh, mm. But yeah, it's out there. It's out there. But still, more people die from car accidents. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's not to say that one shouldn't take precautions. Mm-hmm. But I think to walk around in dread of catching the, the swine flu. Uh, yeah, every time, you know, uh, obviously a very tragic story, a 15-year-old girl or boy, you know, a teenager in the prime of, of health uh, gets this thing and dies. So that's on the front page. And then there's the funeral and the family weeping and grieving. And, and so then you sort of, gee, then, you know, that could happen to my grandchildren or to me or to whatever. But people also get hit by cars. I, you know, I'm not trying to minimize it, but it's... Uh, and I also believe that uh, there was an article in the paper the other day explaining that they really hadn't defined this particular virus until whenever it was, six, eight months ago. And then it takes a certain period of time to develop. First of all, you've got to find it, uh, what exactly it is. Then you have to come up with an antibody, some kind of a vaccine. That doesn't happen overnight. No. No. So there is, and so then the health officials have to make certain decisions. How much of the seasonal flu vaccine are they going to make and order? How much of this other going to are they going to order? And how are they going to distribute it? And where are they going to distribute it? It's not such an easy thing to do. And so I, I, I of course, don't know, but I'm not ready to be persuaded that the government botched it. That, that that the health system botched it. Well, as you say, it's such a, a huge decision with so many factors, mm-hmm. and that's it. I, I think going back to your point that um, things become bigger, perhaps because right. of the the media media exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's it. They really they've been doing their best in Canada mm-hmm. to convince people to get the H one 
N1 vaccine, and they may have succeeded beyond their wildest dreams. <laughs> beyond their the, ability to supply. Yeah, because right. there are certainly a lot of people who do not believe in vaccines and right. believe vaccines and the, whether they have mercury or the, the thimerosal or fish oil, or I don't know whether yeah. there are things in vaccines that people don't believe are good right. for them. So right. some people are just simply anti-vaccine. Right. And then there are people who, you know, as I certainly was, thinking, yeah. ah, you know, the flu, not a big right. deal. And then there's the usual, ah, it's just the pharmaceutical companies trying to make money. So there's always those conspiracy, exactly. conspiriologists uh, who see a conspiracy. Speaking of conspiracies, uh, you know, I enjoy people who see conspiracies everywhere. And uh, we came home and my in-floor heat system wasn't working properly. Mm. So we called the plumber. And the plumbing company sent over a plumber, very knowledgeable guy, whose name is Ali, and he's originally from Iran. Mm. Nice guy. And I, I like accents, trying to identify where people are from. He's been here a long time, and, and uh, you know, totally weathered, you know, hi, Steve, okay, where's your problem, whatever. But he speaks with his accent, and I say, oh, you're originally from Iran. Oh, yes, he says. And then he goes on. He goes, oh, you know, we got these crazy mullahs and blah, blah, blah. And he said, but you know, it's not our fault. I said, yeah, well, it's not your fault, for sure. Well, you know, the mullahs, uh, you know who put them there? I said, no, the British. Oh, I had no <laughs> so idea. So the mullahs are an instrument of British foreign policy or something. Uh-huh. So this, because, of course, the British in, uh, in the previous century and in the early part the of the British British century, they were all over uh, plotting and scheming and doing their thing. Well, you the know? sun never set on them. Well, that's right. And, and they were playing one off against another, and I'm sure. I mean, yeah, but, but today in Iran, the idea that the mullahs uh, basically were planted there by the British, I thought that was, in terms of conspiracy theories, and I bet you he's not the only one who thinks that. I, I think there's probably mm. quite a widespread, you know, this is obviously the mullahs, like he doesn't like them. Now, the mullahs, I said, oh, but there's, I understand in Iran that you have you know, part of the population, particularly the urban population, who aren't so very religious, but that in the countryside people are quite religious. Oh, no, 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 it's just the British. Okay. And then he said, and he said, you know, the, the, uh, we are not like the Saudis, like uh, our women wouldn't wander, wander around with, uh, you know, their faces covered. Uh, Iranian women are very strong, and uh, they may be the ones to take down the mullahs. I said, that's good, you know, that's good theory. And I'm sure that there are women like that, but... I was in an Iranian restaurant here. Every so often I go to an Iranian restaurant because I'm attracted by exotic food. And I, and Iranian I end food up with, is fabulous. Well, not to me. I end oh. up with heartburn <laughs> for the whole afternoon. But, <laughs> but I keep on going back, you know. Eggplant stew with gosh knows what. Oh, yeah. But, so this lady serving, who didn't speak English very well, so I chatted with her, of course. Uh, gave her a Link card. Told her to go to Link. But uh, I said, well, how do you like it here in Vancouver? She's been here like four months or something. And she said, I like it. Oh, why do you like it? Because of the law. Because in Iran, women have no rights. And so I'm saying to myself, who is probably closer to the truth? <laughs> this lady who's serving in the restaurant or Ali? Uh, and he's been here how many years? And he's been how many and years? And she's yeah. been there a little more recently. Right. And but, that's it. It affects her. Yeah, but I'm sure everything that I've seen would indicate that the, the women in Iran are much freer than they are in Saudi Arabia. Yes. But, well, I am sure eh, that, eh. but I'm sure that the women in, in Syria are much freer than they are in Iran. 
And she said so. She was in mm-hmm. Damascus, mm-hmm. and there the women, you don't see so many hijabs and stuff, mm. and you see people are, and the women are, are, you know, basically allowed to be more free, but I don't buy the idea that somehow the women are going to bring down the mullahs, and that the mullahs were put in there by the British. I think that's, that's kind of stretching it a bit. I really have never heard the British yeah. thing. Uh, that, that, that's interesting. And then he, he went on to say that in, in, in Iraq, of course, the Americans are the ones behind the Kurds wanting to be separate or whatever. I mean, there is enough of a, you know, ethnic division there that it, it may serve the Americans. I have no idea. But to suggest that it's exclusively created by the Americans. I always find that in countries where they try to pin the fault or blame for their own problems on others, that that quality is in itself probably the main reason why they're in trouble in the first place. You know, whatever the circumstances, it comes back to you, mm-hmm. your group. You know? mm-hmm. It's not an outside force which is driving I that. Mean, there are outside forces, but yeah. But not completely. Not, I mean, I don't think... Exactly. There's got to be... you got to begin by looking at yourself. Anyway, so that was the conspiracy theory. So the conspiracy theory, certainly there's lots of conspiracy theorists here who feel that I mean, I'm sure there are people who believe that the H1N1 flu was created by the big multinational pharmaceutical companies so that they could make money. It wouldn't be hard to sell that theory. No, no. There are certainly some people who believe that probably all illnesses were (laughs) concocted by the drug companies. So you are vaccinated. Now, I, I don't need a vaccine, you know. Because you were born before 1957, perhaps. 51, even. Oh, no, I, I didn't say that, did I? I know, but it, apparently, if you're born before 1951, you're immune, they say. Mm. I, okay. I, I had heard 57, I think. Is that right, eh? Yeah. Who knows? But well, I qualify for it. both. Oh, there you go. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you're just healthy. Well, but, but the being healthy, yeah. there's no uh, No, you're right. No That's guarantee. the whole point. No. Yeah. Uh, a number of the people we've seen, teenagers or even middle-aged pe- not middle-aged, but people in their 30s, mm-hmm have been extremely healthy, like your friend mm-hmm. in his early 40s. Exactly. Well, then you're lucky because actually the vaccine really <laughs> hurts. Oh, it does hurt? Well, I got it. Not the vaccine itself, but, uh, you know, I got the seasonal in one arm and the H1N1 in the other. Right. And the one that I got the seasonal in is from four days ago, a teeny bit achy. Uh-huh. But the one that I got the H1N1 still feels like I basically tried to go through a brick wall oh, really? shoulder first. So it feels like a bruise? It's very, yeah, it feels like very a, bruised. Not like a bee sting. No. Well, no, because it, it goes into the muscle. So right. it, the whole um, sort of upper arm muscle is very sore. Hmm. So putting my you know shirt or sweater on for a few days was very, very wow. painful. It just feels like a really, really badly bruised hmm. and or overused muscle. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that from other people. The, the aches are apparently sort of four or five days really? for the H1N1. Still preferable to having the flu. I, absolutely. Kate, thank you very much for <laughs> visiting with us. Uh, and uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe people don't want Mark to come back. But then you have your work to do, too, don't you? <laughs> yes, and Mark's coming back whether anybody likes it or not. Well, he's coming back here, but he doesn't have to come back on, on, on our show here. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Kate. Thanks, Steve. Bye. Bye.